This is VEASAN Daily Morning Bets. Here is your host, Josh Applebaum. Hello and welcome to VEASAN Daily Morning Bets, a quick 10 to 15 minute podcast highlighting the top games and biggest line moves that bettors need to know about each day. Today is Thursday, October 6th. Game of the Night. For the game of the night, we're going to go to a huge Thursday night football showdown between the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos. This game kicks off at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time, and currently the Denver Broncos are listed as a three-point home favorite with a very low total of 42. Now, both of these teams are looking to bounce back after losses last week. Both teams have also really disappointed betters this year, as both teams are just 1-3 against the spread. The Indianapolis Colts are 1-2-1 overall, and they're just coming off a loss to Tennessee. Disappointing loss, 24-17 at home when they are actually a four-point favorite and lost outright. Meanwhile, the Denver Broncos, 2-2. They're also coming off a loss to the division rival Las Vegas Raiders, losing 32-23 on the road and failing to cover as a a 2.5-point road dog. Now, with this line move, it's very interesting. Denver actually opened this game as a a 2.5-point home favorite. And early on, we saw a lot of respected money hit Denver, pushing Denver from minus 2.5 up to minus 3, and then all the way up to minus 3.5. However, once this line got up to 3.5 and, and the hook was available with the Indianapolis Colts, we saw a lot of buyback on the Colts plus 3.5, dropping a lot of these books back down to 3. Basically, what we're looking at is a lot of two-way action. A lot of early money like Denver laying 2.5 uh, at the early number, and then once it got to 3.5, you had a lot of buyback the other way on the Colts plus 3.5. So this is notable because you're right around the key number of 3. Basically, if you're 2.5, this looks like wise guys prefer Denver. But once it got to the hook 3.5, you had a lot of buyback there on, as we said, the Indianapolis Colts. So depending on your perception of this game and who you like, if you do like the Colts, you got to find the hook there, the plus 3.5. That way you lose by 3, you're able to cover with the hook. If you like Denver... You want to get that minus three. You're probably not going to get the minus two and a half again. That number is pretty much long gone because we're around three. That's really juiced up. Denver minus three, minus 120. So if you do like Denver, you want to get that minus three. You don't want to be laying that three and a half because if Denver wins by three, you want to push that three. You don't want to lose that minus three and a half. Now, based on the percentages, it does look like Denver's taking in a little more of the respected money. Using our VEASAN.com bet splits, the Broncos are taking 56% bets which basically tells you the public's pretty much slit with a uh, split with a very, very slight lean on Denver, a little more than half the tickets, but the Broncos are taking in 70% of dollars. So 56% bets, 70% money. That is a plus 14% smart money discrepancy in favor of Denver. Now, what makes this such a difficult handicap is that you have a lot of conflicting systems on both sides. Uh, and on the one hand, if you like the Colts, there's a lot of dog system matches tonight. Dogs in the NFL this year are 38 and 25 against the spread, 60%. Dogs who missed the playoffs last year, like the Colts here, are 28 and 14 against the spread this year, 67%. A dog that failed to cover the previous week, kind of a buy low system here. Uh, those dogs who, who uh, didn't cover last week, they're 14 and four against the spread, 78%. And then, of course, primetime dogs. Uh, so far, um, or at least looking back toward 2019, they're 59% ATS. So those would all be systems in favor of the Colts. But again, what makes this a hard handicap is that you also have a lot of matches here with Denver. Uh, the biggest one being Thursday night home favorites. When you get to these Thursday night games, it's a short week. It really benefits the team that is at home and doesn't have to travel. Those Thursday night home favorites, 
Uh, over the last decade, are 56% against the spread. They're 2-1 ATS so far this year. And then also Denver holds that altitude advantage. It's always difficult going to mile high. If you're not used to the rarefied air, it can be tough for a visiting team, whereas the home team, they're used to that rarefied air. So a lot of conflicting matches here. I think one thing, if you're if you're you know not if you're split on this game, you don't really see a clear edge. Where does the late movement go? Again, we're, what we have right now is pretty much every book at minus three, minus one twenty with Denver. So by the time we get to kick off tonight, do you see every book up to three and a half? Now at the same time, and this is the importance of having multiple outs, shopping for the best number, not just betting through one sports book, but having access to different books so you can get the best number. Because again, half point here could be the difference between a win or a loss, and you know, there are a lot of threes, but you want to save the lowest juice if you want to get uh, the three on either side. So the, the other angle here is when we get closer to, to game time tonight, again, monitor that last hour, that 7 o'clock to 8.15. You know, do we see, because uh, there are a couple three and a halfs out there right now that are juiced up plus three and a half, minus 120 to Indy. Uh, do we see every book get down to three? Or do we see every book get up to three and a half? You want to kind of see a, because uh, basically right now there's kind of a disagreement in the market where should this game be? Should it be minus three, minus 120 Denver? Should it be plus three and a half, minus 120 Colts? I think what you want to see is what we like to call painted across the board. Painted means no matter what book you look at, it's the same number. So again, does the late movement go to Denver three and a half across the board? Does it stay at Indy three across the board? That's something that I'll be monitoring going into tonight. Now, one thing we have seen in terms of the total is a lot of under money on this one. The total open at 43 and a half. It's down to 42 across the board. There's a couple 42 and a half still out there juiced up under. Uh, we are looking at 71% bets, 75% money on the under. So it kind of looks like a you know both a pro and Joe, public and respected money on the under. The fact that this line has fallen, uh, really operate under the premise that it's really the sharps or respected betters that move numbers. The public really doesn't influence, influence it, uh, influence it uh, to a great degree. We have seen unders this year, 38 and 26, 59% overall. Uh, primetime unders are 9 and 4. They're 59% since 2019. Unders that fall at least a half point are 23 and 15 this year, 61%. And both teams are good to the under. 4 and 0 Colts to the under. Denver 3 and 1 to the under. And also keep an eye out. There's a couple big injuries here. You don't really have to wait these out. We know for sure. Uh, but two star running backs, one on each side, will miss this game. Jonathan Taylor is going to miss this game with an injury. And Javante Williams, towards ACL, he's out for the year. He's going to miss this game as well. So your two best running backs, both will be missing this big Thursday night football clash uh, in mile high. Best of the rest. For best of the rest, there's really nothing else going on tonight. It's really only Thursday night football in the NFL. This really will take uh, the entire spotlight. There's no other college football games tonight. There's no MLB tonight. We're still waiting on NHL to start, uh, which is actually tomorrow. If you're a hockey better, you can be excited for that. Obviously, NBA is in preseason, uh, and college basketball is a little ways away here as well. So really, this is the only, only game in town. The only bet will be Thursday night football. However, for best of the rest, Maybe we can spend a little bit of time here to look at some early numbers for the MLB wildcard matchups because MLB postseason, we had the regular season and yesterday, there's a day off today, and then all of these uh, playoff wildcard matchups start tomorrow. So uh, if you're new to, or haven't, you know, need, need to uh, brush up here, there's some changes to the format in Major League Baseball. We now have these wildcard matchups that are a best of three series. And the interesting thing is the home team is the home team in all three games. So that's a big advantage overall. So we do have four games upcoming on Friday. Just a quick look. Number one in terms of the series prices. Uh, first series here would be Toronto at home against Seattle. Currently the Jays are a minus 170 series favorite versus Seattle who's plus 140. 
The Cleveland Guardians are a shorter favorite. They're actually the shortest favorite of all four. They're minus 125. Again, having all three games at home uh, against Tampa, who's uh, plus 105. The New York Mets, they're the biggest favorite here in the series. Uh, for the wild card, they're minus 175 in the series against the Padres, who are plus 145. And then the St. Louis Cardinals, they're a minus 135 series favorite against Philadelphia, who's plus 115. Now, aside from the series prices, one thing to keep an eye out for, we have some early moves to these games. Again, it's still early. You kind of see how it develops for tomorrow. But one thing you can do is maybe compare these numbers on today's Thursday morning bets pod to what you see tomorrow. You know, Do we see continued movement in this direction? Is there buyback? Uh, are, are, there, are there some numbers right now, especially with totals that are juiced up that could move uh, going to tomorrow? Because some of these you may want to pick off early, uh, and I'll give you a couple examples in a second here. But uh, a couple moves real quick that caught my eye. The New York Mets, uh, it's an 8.07 p.m. Uh, game tomorrow night. It's your primetime game. The Mets at home against San Diego. This is you, Darvish, for San Diego, 16-8, 3.10 ERA, facing Max Scherzer, who's 11-5 with a 2.29 ERA. Right off the bat, we've seen movement toward the New York Mets. The Mets opened around minus 130 at home for this game one uh, series uh, opener. And now we've seen the Mets up to around minus 140. So there's been a, about a 10 cent steam move in favor of Scherzer in the Mets for game one, minus 130 up to minus 140. The total is six, uh, very low total here, the lowest of the four games, but it is just up six over minus 120. So if you like the over, again, you keep an eye out there. You t tend to see lower scoring games in the playoffs, but if you like the over, probably want to get it now because it could go to six and a half. If you like the under, Maybe you wait to see if the line does go to six and a half, and then you can uh, buy low and take that under six and a half. Now, the other game with some line movement toward a favorite would be uh, looking at up north uh, in Canada, Seattle at Toronto game one. Uh, this is Luis Castillo, who was the midseason pickup and then signed a big extension with Seattle. He'll be pitching for the Mariners, eight and six, 2.99 ERA. He'll be facing Alec Manoa, the, right, the young righty for Toronto, their ace, who went 16 and seven with a 2.24. ERA for this season. Uh, and this is also, again, a move to a favorite. You had Toronto open around a minus 135 home favorite. Now they're up to around minus 145. So another move in favor of the home team with Toronto. Uh, this is a seven total, but it's juice up under minus 115. So again, do we see this fall to six and a half by tomorrow? If you like the under, maybe you want to think about getting that thing sooner rather than later before it falls. Now the only game with a move toward a dog would be the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays are at Cleveland. That's a noon time. It's your early game tomorrow. 12:07 uh, first pitch. Uh, this is Shane McClanahan, the lefty for the Rays. 12 and 8, 2.54 ERA. He'll be facing Shane Bieber, the righty for the Guardians. 13 and 8 with a 2.88 ERA. This game opened Cleveland at home, around a minus 125 home favorite. We're seeing some shops down to minus 120. So this is a little bit of a dip here toward Tampa. Again, it's notable because you know the Mets and Toronto as favorites are seeing line movement. You're not seeing movement to the favorite here, Cleveland. You're seeing this line dip a little bit toward Tampa. So they open getting around plus 115. You're down to around plus 110 with some of these shops. So again, do we see continued movement to Tampa going into tomorrow? Is there any buyback here on Cleveland if this line bottoms out? Something to keep an eye out for. And then also, in terms of getting a number early, you may want to think about getting the under 6.5, guys, because this is a 6.5 total that's uh, minus 120 across the board. And that's telling us, based on the juiced up under, that this thing may be falling to 6. So, again, if you like a low-scoring matchup, Tampa and Cleveland, you may want to get that 6.5 right now because by tomorrow, that thing could be down to 6. Josh's Sweats. Football season is the best time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Get access to hourly pro tips, best bets from VEASAN experts, daily articles, power rankings, and expanded digital content, content and tools to help you become a better better. 
Just go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for more information. For Josh's Sweats tonight, we only have one option, Thursday Night Football. There is, as we mentioned, nothing else going on here. Uh, and I'm going to take an approach here of a number I want no part of, and then obviously my sweat for tonight. So my sweat for tonight, we can start with that. I'm going to go with the under. Uh, I got the under 42 and a half. Uh, obviously, some of these books are now down to 42, but if you shop around, I do see at least two books out there uh, that are kind of hanging the hook there. The hook is obviously that extra uh, half point there, which can be the difference between a win and a loss. Uh, this is, to me, kind of a clear underplay. Uh, I, I'm on the under 42 and a half. So what jumped out to me, I mentioned it kind of in the early breakdown of this game, uh, is that there's consistent movement to the under, unlike the spread, which has kind of been going back and forth, three, three and a half, three, three, uh, three, three and a half. It's been consistent to this under. So we opened 43 and a half. We're down to 42. Again, try to get that hook 42 and a half if you can find it. Uh, but what's notable to me is it's consistent drop to the under. We mentioned some of these numbers earlier. You've seen unders do very well this year, 38 and 26, 59%. Uh, Primetime unders. That's really been a great angle for contrarian bettors because oftentimes when you get in these uh, one-off games, you're going to see a lot of public love toward the favorite, toward the over. So if you kind of go the other way, in these spots where you have heavy public betting uh, to go contrarian, that can be an elevated uh, contrarian angle here. Now, it's not contrarian tonight. In order to be a contrarian bet, you need less than half the tickets, ideally less than 40% or 30% than t- uh, less than 40% or 30% tickets. This one's 71% on the under, um, but I think this may be, again, a pro and Joe bet where you have both respected money and the public. I think the public uh, probably looks at this uh, game in terms of an under. Uh, just because, number one, you have had these teams do very well to the under in general, Indy 4-0, Denver 3-1. and uh, But also, if you kind of look at their offense and defense, you know, you have two teams that really haven't scored a lot, uh, only 14, game, uh, 14 points per game for the Colts, only 17 a game for Denver. And then you also have two good defenses, only 21 game, uh, points allowed for, uh, per game for um, the Colts, only 17 points allowed for the Denver Broncos. So maybe that's kind of the agreement. You know, you have uh, not very good offenses, good defenses. Both teams have been great to the under. Okay, public says give me an under. But I think it's important that the Sharps, who move numbers, you know, they're not going to stubbornly say, oh, public 71% under, then I'm going to lay off and not bet the under. No, they don't care what the public's doing. They're betting based on the way that they've capped the game and their power ratings uh, have for a total. And if they have an advantage or an edge or a discrepancy from what the books have, they're going to play that edge or discrepancy. So, again, seems to me it's kind of an agreement, pro and Joe to the under. But also, not just a primetime under, but unders that fall at least a half point. If you have an indication of respected money, those are 23 and 15, 61% this year. Uh, And we do have a couple injuries, as we mentioned. Jonathan Taylor, Javante Williams, your two best running backs. If your two best running backs are out, that negatively affects your offense. So uh, hopefully you're going to have less scoring. You're going to have longer drives. Maybe you have uh, struggles there in the red zone. Uh, so you add it all up, guys. We have line movement to the under. We have some good system matches. We're missing a couple of great offensive players for both teams. I'll be sweating the Indy Denver under 42 and a half. And again, shop around. You want to find that hook. Uh, ideally, if you're on this under, you want to see this get down to 41 and a half, 41 by the time we get to kickoff. Now, I'm sweating the under in this Thursday night game. Uh, just kind of a, a comment here, I think a teachable moment. You know, depending on who you like, Indy Denver, just get just get the best number at this point. If you like Indy, get the plus three and a half with the hook. If you like Denver, get the minus three. But to me, this is a classic layoff situation. You know, I make data-driven contrarian better. I want to line up, you know, against the public, with the house, with the sharps, uh, and I want to feel like I have an edge that's clear on one side. To me, this is a game that I don't think there's a clear edge on one side. You're really not contrarian either way. It's pretty much a 50-50 bet, uh, bet split. And then you have all these systems on the Colts as a dog. And then you also have these systems on Denver as a home favorite. 
uh, as well as Denver having the altitude advantage at home. So uh, the fact that it's, you know, three, three and a half down to three, up to three and a half down to three. To me, you have this battle right now between respected money that likes, you know, Denver, obviously early two and a half or three and a lot of buyback there on the Colts plus three and a half, bringing it down to three. So unlike the total where it's pretty clear that the under is taken in respected money, this is a two-way street. I mean, probably the books love this because they set a perfect number. Also, imagine if maybe you have a pro who's looking to middle this thing. Like they got an early Denver minus two and a half, then you come back and take Indy plus three and a half. If it lands on three, boom, you can cash both bets. But to me, with with conflicting system matches, there's really no 80% on one side, 20% on the other. It's kind of 50-50 in this line going back and forth. This is a classic layoff. To me, there's no clear edge here uh, on either side. So if you do want to bet it, at least do yourself the service of getting the best number, the three and a half with the hook if you like Den- uh, Indy and the minus three if you like Denver. But again, to me, it's a layoff spot just because there's no clear side taking in the respected money. So if I feel like I have an edge on the under, I'm not going to you know, have my under in w- on the one hand and then you know, kind of just take a shot without a clear edge on the spread. Because what if I win my under and then I lose my spread when I knew I didn't have a good edge there on the spread? So uh, that's my angle there, laying off the spread because there's no clear advantage taking that under 42 and a half. Uh, That about does it for the Morning Bets podcast on Thursday, October 6th. Remember, we have so much great information right now at VEASAN. It's the busy time of year. If you're looking for more data, more insights, more best bet picks, more actionable uh, tips and strategies, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe or at least sign up for our free daily VEASAN newsletter, the VEASAN Daily. Just the VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Wake up to great sports betting coverage every single morning. And, of course, follow us on Twitter. Uh, at VEASAN Live. You can follow me at Josh underscore Insights. But I wish you the best of luck. Enjoy Thursday Night Football. We have MLB postseason starting tomorrow as well as the return of NHL. It's a great time to be alive and to be betting on sports. So, as a wise man once said, hopefully you can cash some tickets today because according to the Godfather, and I agree with him, there's nothing better. And cashing tickets is what it's all about. Enjoy your Thursday, everyone. Have a great day. Good luck.